What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fierce, Favored, and Spiritually Grounded. I'm your life coach and host, Tanya Williams. In this episode, titled The Master's Masterpiece, I have a special guest with me today, Christy Mills. Say hey. Hey, Christy. Hey. We're going to talk about things that have flawed us in our past, even as our childhood and growing up and things like that, and how that it can keep us from seeing ourselves as God sees us through um, His eyes and um, you know, in Matthew six twenty two, the Bible says that your eyes are windows into your body. If you open your eyes wide in wonder and believe, your body fills up with light. So um, God's not only talking about physical eyes of light, but he's also talking about spiritual insight and talking about seeing in a new way spiritually. Um, the Apostle Paul even talked about um, calling it seeing with the eyes of your heart and seeing from God's perspective. So this is why it's so important for us to see ourselves as God sees us. And today we're just going to kind of chit chat and have a little girl talk about some things that we've struggled with um, in our past and even sometimes in our present that it tries to creep up that has kept us from seeing ourselves as God sees us. So Christy, so tell us a little bit about yourself and how we can follow you on social media. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, first off, I'm very glad to be on here with you and getting to have a little girl talk with you and getting to talk about Jesus. Um, I um, Well, first off, you can follow me on um, social media with Facebook. You can always look me up as Christy Mills. It's K-R-I-S-T-Y-M-I-L-L-S. And then um, Instagram, it's um, K-R-I-S dot the number four dot Jesus. And I like to post a lot of inspirational um, quotes and things like that just to, you know, just help push you forward. I want, I want everyone to walk in their purpose and I want to be able to just help, um, help people out, help, help women, help anyone out. But the majority is I want to be able to talk to, I want to speak life into women. Um, personally, I have been, you know, I've, I've gone through a lot of things in my past that, you know, I know that we'll get to, but my thing is, is I just want to help women, um, know that their self-worth, I, w- I want them to know who they are in Christ. And I want us to be able to speak life to one another because Tanya, you spoke so much life into me here lately. Um, always in my life, you've been speaking for how long now that we've been friends, Aww. but I, I want to always make sure that we speak life to one another. And, um, that's just all I, that's, that's what I'm about because there's been so many times where I have been knocked down by, um, men and women that it's just, that's just not what we're here to do. That's not what God created us to do. And, you know, in Ephesians 4.29, it says that our words are supposed to be full of grace. So that's what I want to do with people. That's what I'm here to do. So that's that's my purpose is to. And so just recently, from what I understand, you're going to actually start a blog. And this is kind of what it's centered around. So that's why we named this podcast The Master's Masterpiece. We want to kind of introduce you guys Christy and her new blog and what it's going to be about and things like that so when she gets it up and running you guys can follow her 
So now that you know a little bit about her and her background and what she's talking about, we're kind of going to go in through some of the struggles that we've had and, um, you know, just kind of how we've identified with our self-worth and the areas that we struggled and why. Um, again, this is another episode like where I want it to be very transparent and I want us to just kind of talk and bounce back off of each other because I feel like this is a subject a lot of women struggle with and um, I know for myself, I've struggled with it just from things that's happened in my past and, you know, just even my weight, you know, I've always been a girl where my weight fluctuates and I've been too skinny and I've been, you know, a little more chubbier than I think that I should be. And that all affects how we see ourselves. And, you know, I can honestly say, I think at the point where I was too skinny, I really wrecked my self-esteem more than it was than when I was bigger, you know, Mm -hmm. I had family members that would ask me, was I sick? You know, and it was really nothing going on. It was just something that I couldn't, at the time, couldn't control. And, um, but a lot of that really pours into how we see ourselves. And so, you know, that was just a little bit about me. So tell me like some instances where you kind of struggled and why. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I completely get what you're saying too. And um, yeah, so um, several years ago, I was married for the first time and um, went through a very, had a very abusive marriage. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people look at that and they're like, oh, well, why didn't you leave? Well, when you're not in it, you don't realize it (laughs) because you're scared to leave. And you're scared of what they're going to do because they tell you these things. They tell you, oh, if you leave me, I'm going to hurt myself or I'm going to hurt you or, or things. So you're, you're really scared to leave. So um, I went through the different of the physical and the sexual and the verbal and the just all the different financial abuse. All, you know, all these things piled into one until I had it. I was done. And when I left, I... Um, I, I had just, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who I belonged to. I didn't have any value in myself. I, I had no worth. I, I, w- I would look at my parents and my sister and I was just like, who am I? Because I had based my self-worth into a man who all he wanted to do was put me down. Yeah. And so it was just one of those to where it took me a while and and at that point I was so mad at God because I was like why in the world did you let me get married to him even though it was my fault because the Lord put so many signs in my path to not marry him and I, think and I just I wouldn't listen I'm sorry go ahead you there because that's yeah. a key factor and that's what a lot of people don't understand and like even in my coaching that I do like people tell me it's like how did I get myself into that? Like, I don't understand looking back now. I saw all the signs and I tell them, I said, because we go in through marriages and things like that. And we choose that person without consulting God and asking him, did he choose them for us? Because we're so caught yes. the butterflies and this and that, you know, like at that point, we think we don't need his help and that we got this. So we don't even consult to say, did you send him? Yes, exactly, exactly. And we and I did not. I was just head over heels and I thought, oh, he won't hurt me. Oh, he didn't mean it. Or, you know, oh, I'm just going to do everything he says. And, you know, by the time I got out, I'm just, 
my head is so messed up and I just I ran from God I was very promiscuous afterwards and I just I found my self-worth in a man and I didn't look to my savior so I just for years I did that and finally I was like the Lord literally just looked at me or (laughs) I say looked at me but one day I just finally with with the Lord's ears was just like he said Christy I want you back in church. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like the Lord left the 99 for one. He came after me and was just like, get back in church. And that's when I came to church. And I literally, within a few weeks, that's actually when I met you. And um, I, I knew there was something different about you. And I saw that shine about you. And I was like, I want that. And so I, I finally just came back to the Lord and found my purpose, found what I wanted to do again, found what he wanted me to do again. I found um, all these things that, and I was just walking in my purpose. I got baptized again. I professed my faith. You know, I, I was just doing all these things. And, and you know, this is just a fast forward of five years later and I get married again. Mm-hmm. You know, this marriage, I was like, all right, Lord, I know what to look out for. I know what I'm going to do. You know, I, I know what you're, I know what's happening. And this whole time, even my parents were like, Christy, he's the one. He, this guy's the one. And I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's it. And um, we get married and we say, I do. Everything changed mm. and he became abusive. And he tried to sexually assault me. So give, give them a little bit of background of like some warning signs. Because there may be some ladies who's in like this. They see the things or they maybe think he is the one. And he doesn't show himself or change until after he says I do. So kind of give them uh, some things to look for. And like some things that, you know, like red flags that you saw. Yes. Um, so leading up to our marriage, um, the, the most recent, the, this guy, um, and yes, we're no longer together, but um, leading up to this one, his attitude changed. Um, I thought it was stress from work because him and I were both were stressed out with our jobs. Um, but the moment that he wanted to change our wedding date um and then he uh attitude changes if they start acting different towards you nothing you know this whole time y'all have been going to church together like we were joining my church like he did um walking the christ walk i mean everything was perfect and you're thinking lord this is it but the moment something just snaps and changes, whether it's, like I said, the, the, the attitude change. If they start getting an attitude with you for nothing, it, that's a red flag. Because to me, that's telling me something in the spirit realm is happening. Because the Lord was, was showing me something was going on. Mm-hmm. Something wasn't right. And I didn't pay attention. I did not pay attention because I thought, oh, it's just work. No, it wasn't. It wasn't work. There was something that was going to happen that I just didn't pay attention to. 
So um, attitude changes, if they start not really wanting to be around you, if they really start distancing themselves from you, if they won't, don't really want to do anything with you anymore, which goes along with distancing themselves, watch out for that. Um, and that's prior to being married or prior um, engagement, things like that. That would be prior to. Now, once I got married, the, the, I'm telling you, I had a, a six-day window where it was good. Se- day seven, I had a media attitude change where I was verbally abused. Mm. And then it went to which he knew that my first husband um, sexually assaulted me. He tried to, he tried, he attempted to sexually assault me, even though I told him no. I literally had to pray him off of me. And it was nothing but the Lord that got him off of me. So I just, and, and I'm, that's just me being raw right now about it. But, um, any of these are just flags and I know that's when you're married if that happens before you're married get away because it will only continue I don't care if they say they're sorry it's going to continue well, I think, if they put you down it's going to continue well, I think too, you know um, what we allow while we're dating only yes is into when we're married and yes you got to set boundaries early on and you got to be clear what you will accept and what you won't accept because yes. in reality, um, whether it's men, women, children, whatever, people are only going to do what you allow them to do. So when we sweep things under the rug or um, let them buy with little things, um, even after we get married, it grows into even bigger things. And it's even harder to change it then because they think they're legally bound to it. You know, like yes. they don't have a right to do it. Yes, exactly. You're so right. You're so right. And if they can get away with it now, they're going to think they can then. And then they're going to think, oh, well, we're married. I can do whatever I want. No, you can't. So do you think, like, why, why do you think um, maybe he thought that it was okay or why he did that? Do you think it's because you shared those things with them? Or do you think there's, I know sometimes people tell when they can see um, our weaknesses. So just think about, you know, like maybe rejection or anything like that. You know, do you think anything like you gave him a sign or a clear sign or even you just being transparent about that first marriage and giving him that leverage caused him to do that? I feel like with him, he openly told me, Okay, so to me, I personally feel like because we were married and having relations as part of your marriage, he felt like he could have it whenever he wanted it. And even though I said no because he was hateful to me, he felt like he could have it. Mm -hmm. Um, He openly told me because I was very open with him the following day and said, hey, you put me back in a position to where you brought very bad thoughts in my head (laughs) because I, you know, I had forgiven my ex-husband for what he did to me, um, going through, um, classes and things like that. And just being able to, it's nothing but the Lord being able to forgive him. But, um, and he said, well, I just thought it was cute. I thought I was being funny 
and I just wanted to have uh, relations with you. And I'm like, but it's not funny because when I right, right, because I'm like, when I say no, no means no, and you don't do that to me. You don't, you you don't do this. So I feel like they that he had thought, and I'm not saying this is every every man at all. I just this is only. The, the types that think this way, of course, but um, it's it's that he just felt like, oh, we're married. I can have it when I want, and it, that's not okay. So, yeah, I just feel like that's that was his thinking, and it, it's just not okay. It wasn't right, and it, it was, we had a very long discussion about it, and it's um, n- not a good thing. So, do you think... How did that change you? And like, how did that change the way you saw yourself? Did you still, because you had changed your lifestyle? I mean, that's a very big crushing thing to happen after like everything was going so good. And did it change how you saw things or even how you saw yourself after that? It did. Um, Honestly, it did because uh, we had talked about having a family and uh prior to that we were trying to have a family um because i'm in my 30s and we were he's in his 30s and we were gonna try to um have a family fairly quickly and so it had um basically cut that off because i couldn't trust him in that kind of way really anymore and it made me feel pretty disgusting and it made me look at him differently of if you can't respect my boundaries we're we're not going to have any kind of relationship and we're married so what's going on um so it did it made me view myself and him differently and for, for a while uh because this happened very early in our marriage uh, we were only married for four months before I finally left because I got tired of the abuse. But um, we, um, it, it happened probably within the first month that he uh, attempted that. So it, uh, I decided that I didn't want to have a child with somebody that was going to do that to me. So obviously. So. So tell me, like, how ways that for you, like that, how when, when it affected you in that way, kind of share with us some ways that you tried to um, overcome it, and then I'll share some ways. I, I feel like this is an area that a lot of women struggle with, and they they keep finding themselves going back because they can't see their worth. Yeah, absolutely. So my biggest thing is is to listen to God's word and to, to, I honestly, during that time was a lot of, it's was, it was when we had our furlough during this whole COVID situation and everything. And I would find myself because I would be really depressed about what all was going on with, with my life and with my marriage and, and how I didn't want anything to go on. But then and now I find myself just listening to Christian music and just 
letting it sink in. But I also find myself in the Word and just really focusing on what God says about you and how the Lord says that you're beautiful and how the Lord says that you are worthy and that you are beautiful. You're, you're worthy to be praised. You're, you are His masterpiece. You are His and how He just delights over us. It says in His Word that He delights over us in His singing. You know, He sings over us. We're unaware that He is doing that. And I am just, I, there's a book um, that you can buy, like ChristianBooks.com, that it's about um, your identity in Christ. And I used to lead a group called that. And it's all about your worth, a, a woman's worth. And it is a beautiful thing to read. But it just goes into all these different things that the Lord says about you. But my biggest thing is just looking up what He does say. And I've just focused on what God says about me and not what man says about me. Amen. <laughs> so, I mean, girl, you we've got to. And like you told me the other day is like the words we speak over our life have so much power. So if I sat there and said to myself in the mirror, you don't look good. You look fat. You look ugly. You know what? I'm telling the Lord that he made something ugly. He didn't, you know, because the Lord made us in his image. So and what the Lord made is beautiful. You know, yeah, I know I can work on myself. I know that and I need to. (laughs) But the Lord made us in his image and he doesn't make nothing ugly. He makes everything beautiful. So I'm just relying on everything that the word says about who I am. So, hey, on the Bible app, look up beautiful or look up um, masterpiece or look up worthy and just look at those verses. Look up um, delight or singing over you, things like that. And I just try so hard. I'll look on Pinterest all the time and I just look up Ruth and it'll just say all these different things about Ruth and who she is and or who she was and how much I want to be like her. <laughs> I want to be that faithful person and just different quotes. And I'm just trying to remind myself that that's who I am. I'm not what my husband said about me. I'm not what my first husband said about me. I'm not what the men that I was with when I was promiscuous said about me. I'm what the Lord said about me. So that's what I'm remembering every day. And I'm just going to walk in my purpose. And I'm going to do what the Lord has called me to do. And that is to speak life, girl. That is to speak life. I think that's where we all come get lost sometimes and for those of you who maybe your walk isn't where it should be right now or you're struggling to get back on track or you've even fallen off so you don't even know where to begin to look to know what in the bible what god says about you i'm going to kind of give you a couple of verses that he said about you to kind of help you get back on track and remember who you are because i think it's so easy for us to Like when I'm mentoring these girls, my whole goal is not only to let them know who they are, but whose they are before the world gives a chance to tell them otherwise. Because we, the the outside world is so noisy. We're not careful. We get caught up in hearing what the world says about us and Mm -hmm. forget to know what God says about us. So in 1 Peter 2, 9, 
you know, he says, you have been chosen by God himself. And, you know, sometimes when we grow up, we have unpleasable parents. So we spend our whole lifetime, a lot of us trying to just please them. And we only become more miserable. We become adults trying to get that approval from our parents or from other people. And I think that's where people are really just falling short now, like with social media. They'll post and say anything to get a like or a comment because they're trying to get that approval that they never got. Um, so, and then number two, you got to see that God says um, that you're valuable and you got to learn to see yourself the way God sees you and you're, you're worth something and you're worth a lot. In Luke 12, 24, it says, look at the birds. They don't need to plant a harvest or put food in the barns because God feeds them and you are far yeah. more valuable to him than any birds. So, um, also... Uh, in First John 4, 4, it says you belong to God. So it doesn't get any bigger to, than that, in my opinion, because you belong to God. He made you. He created you. He died for you. He saved you. You belong to him. So imagine your worth. And, you know, you're a daughter and a son of a king. So you're a child of God. And he, you know, he paid everything, including going to the cross to get you back. So what you have to realize is Jesus loves you so much that he was willing to die and you know to live without you so um we it's very important that we look at that and how much he has paid for us so in first corinthians seven twenty three, it says you've been bought and paid for by christ with his life so you belong to him um you know god says you're lovable so in john three sixteen, it says mm-hmm. god loved the world he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life and um, in Isaiah 54, 10, the mountains and hills may crumble, but my love for you will never end. So says the Lord who loves you. So these are all amazing things that, that God says. And I could go on and on. Um, I've got stuff about how he says you are forgivable in Ephesians and, and things like that. But I think for those of you who maybe um, for have forgotten or you're looking for that your self-worth in people and not God it's time like in this day and age that we got to really get back connected and get in our word and know God for ourselves because just like with Christy what she was talking about in her second marriage everything was going good but this is the very thing that the Bible talks about um you know a wolf in sheep's clothing and what we've got to be careful for, because he gave her no warning signs in the beginning. And so she thought he was this perfect thing. And sometimes if we don't connect and even with God to ask God, is this person right? You know, the, the enemy is very um, creative. He knows what we like. He, he knows what attracts us and things like that. So he knows what to get us. So, in Christy, in closing, is there any advice or anything else that you would like to share with everybody or anything else about your story? Um, I would just say just um, keep keep reading the Word and just keep focusing on the Lord and just what He has for you and just keep um, always go with what God has to say about you. Um, like I said earlier, does not matter what man has to say. It only matters what God has to say about you. If you have any questions or, or have any kind of check in your spirit about any person, any, any person that you're with or dating or even married to, if there's a check in your spirit, 
don't think that that check in your spirit is not from the Lord. I'm telling you, you need to question it because don't sit there and think that it's going to get better. It's, it's going to get worse. And don't, while you're dating someone like, you know, Tanya was saying earlier, don't sit there and let them get away with something because you know, that, you know, it's only going to get worse. They're going to think that they can get away with more as you get, keep going on or, you know, maybe get engaged or maybe get married. You know, you're going to keep getting worse and worse and worse like my situation was. And, you know, it can ultimately lead to abuse in my situations with my first husband. And, you know, with my second husband, yes, it didn't get physical, but it could have led there because I was getting scared to even live there anymore. So if you have a check in your spirit, always, 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 always seek help. And if you have any questions, feel free to even reach out to me. Like I said, I am on Facebook and on Instagram and I will be having my blog up soon. Um, but definitely, definitely um, always remember what the Lord says about you. Know that you are worthy and your love and your valued. And all of this, this is not something that we're making up. It is in his word about you. And I just want to share a couple of little things to kind of um, questions maybe to ask yourself if if you get in this situation and how to become self-aware. So number one, know your strength and weaknesses. Ask people straight up to tell you your strengths. Um, I think that's very important. Number two, ask yourself the questions that need to be answered. You know, give yourself permission to be courageous and face your fears. And a lot of times we don't do this because we're afraid of what the really answer is. But some of those, the things that you need to ask yourself in those situations is what would I do if this or could I deal with this situation or what's stopping me from da 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 da. Um, you know, and how would I respond if this, but main thing, you, you got to really know what your goals, beliefs, and your values are, and also just learn from your mistakes, so it's always good to reflect, and self-awareness is a lifelong learning lesson, um, we're not always going to get it right, but we learn by our mistakes, and I tell people all the time, There's not nothing that I would necessarily change about my life that's happened to me. I might have changed the way I handled or did things, but I wouldn't change those things because that's what made me who I am. And sometimes our life lessons are the best lessons. Um, It's it's where our wisdom comes from. So, um, you know, number four, don't be afraid to try new things. Uh, Trying new things is going outside your comfort zone. Outside your comfort zone. Um, you're taking huge steps, even though you may be starting small, but these could be life changes and decisions that really do the trick. Um, and number five, recall your natural strengths and in- interests. Um, and this can go all the way back from your childhood to, to present day. You know, build trust with others and, you know, um, that know more about yourself. Ask them to add stories and things like that you know, um, that could give you good insight to yourself and, you know, make sure this is done in a space where, uh, you feel safe, not like where somebody's going to tell your business and things like that. Um, but, um, these are some really good things and to really think about and put yourself, um, give yourself time to heal. I think that is the most important one because we will jump out of one relationship into another and it's a proven fact that hurt people hurt people. So we've, we've got to be able to heal from one relationship from the next. And, um, and lastly, become aware of your behaviors. 
you know, sometimes we think it's all about what somebody's doing to us, but we got to ask ourselves, what are we doing to make them or allow them to do these things to us? So um, I thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Christy, thank you so much for coming on. I enjoyed it so much. Um, I just thank you guys for always listening. And remember, if you have any questions or any topics that you would like to hear, always feel free to email me at tanyawilliams01 at gmail.com. And thank you guys. If you're not already following me, check me out on Facebook at Tanya Williams Life Coach. Until next time.